0: Hey everybody, how you doing? Welcome to Chris and Huddy. And today we're going to be going in on the NBA season, coming back from their hiatus, what we think about their current um, situation and how the playoffs are going to go. And then finally, um, our input on the NBA draft. And so without further ado, let's get started. So today in the show, I want to introduce my friend Nate. Um, He's one of the guys I've grown up with since middle school and playing basketball with and against each other since then. Um, And every time we link together, we were always talking about the latest in college basketball and in the NBA. So I want to welcome him to the show. And now getting into the topic. So starting off, we know that the NBA is finally back. I I don't know about y'all, but I'm excited that the NBA is finally coming to a return. Uh, We finally get to have a little bit of entertainment because I know for me, at least, watching movies on Netflix and going and watching like the, the reruns of Avatar or something is starting to get a little boring uh, without having any sports going on. So uh, right now, having the NBA come back is really a blessing um, in my eyes. What about y'all?
1: Oh, man, I agree. I mean, without, uh, you know, without sports, I mean, what, what are we going to do in our pastime? I mean, that's that's a lot of our. Uh, especially us three, you know, we we all enjoy sports. So, uh, you know, it's, it's something that, that you can do and fall back on, you know, after a long day of work or just a long day. You know, it's just seeing, like, you know, LeBron or uh, Kawhi out there hooping just always, you know, puts a smile on my face. I can't even lie.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I've Like you said, Netflix, Disney Plus, whatever. Um, actually, the NBA, I'm glad they did. Like, they gave you, like, a free, you know, free time to watch NBA games and stuff on their app. it's actually pretty good that's what i've been doing watching old finals games old um highlight games and stuff like watching highlights kind of staying in the the sport mode if you know when you can after a long day
0: right right so so um going more into it so the nba they decided to come back by having uh 22 teams come back for uh for their rest of regular season they're planning on playing eight games um, for the, the remainder of the regular season That'll determine who's going to be in the playoffs And then after that Depending on if a team is within Three games of each other for that 8th and ninth seed That 8th and nineteen team Will end up playing each other for, At a play-in game to see who makes that 8th seed And then proceed into the playoffs Which will end up happening Later on in August So first off uh, Nate uh, We played basketball together a lot Like back in the day uh, know you like a big NBA fan And stuff So first off Want to get your opinion on Do you feel like the NBA Got it right As far as who they brought back And as far as How they're structuring The rest of the season Going forward
2: Um I like the structure uh, I like the 22 team thing I The only thing I don't agree with Is the 13 in the West Nine in the East Cause it kind of Well being that the West Is kind of A big You know It's, it's a big competition out there So mm-hmm. it's kind of harder so you have to bring in 13 guys, but the East is kind of like, we only get nine. So how do you really label that nine? And I, mean, I like it though. Overall, I like, I like the format is, let I mean, basketball is back, the structure, their one playing site, you know, and I'm looking at their list. Each team has an eight game closing schedule. So I guess they took their last eight games that they would have. That's what they're going to follow by. And then they're also, it's like an AU tournament. It's basically like an AU tournament, so it's going to be back on all day, which is, everybody's going to love it. Can't argue with that. Yeah.
1: I, I agree. I agree 100% with that. Uh, fall back on, you know, what he said, just having the whole unbalanced 13-9, and nine, that's crazy. It's like, that's that's almost unheard of. Like, you know, even in the AU tournament, you'd be like, why is there only a certain amount of teams in here and a certain amount of teams are there, even though, you know one uh league or one i guess uh part division could be stronger than the other i could see that so pack, but they need in my opinion i feel like they should have um something that narrows that down regardless to push those four teams that are right there or like those you know those teams that are so close to not being in the playoffs because you know the west is like the mavericks the grizzlies the trailblazers and new orleans even are all right there all right there next to each other so I feel like it'd be cool if they had like a little play-in game between those teams and decide that final spot and even it up between the two conferences.
0: Yeah, I was, I was originally thinking that like all those teams who weren't really in the playoffs, but still had a fighting chance. At first I was thinking they were going to have them do their own separate tournament. And then they get to see like which one of them might end up being the playoffs, like the seven and eight seed on um, the East and the West, and then these other teams, but I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like they did it based off of wins. And if you look at it, so in the West, the Grizzlies have, I wanna say 32 wins and the rest of the teams are only like three, maybe four games behind them. And they're like all like very close to 30 wins. Whereas in the West, the eight seed has 30 wins and the Wizards only have 24. So they're like a whole five, six games behind. So when you're looking at as far as like who has a better chance of like taking that eight seed, I could see why they did it, just because like in the West it's much closer competition rather than in the east. But it's almost like they because if you if you do it off of based off of just like their wins and who's actually gonna make a, a chance to go in the playoffs, the Wizards don't have much of a chance, in my opinion at least, to make up like they have to win almost all eight of those games in order to beat out whoever's in that eight seed spot without that play in tournament.
2: You know. And with their schedule. It says right now, it's not official, but they have the Celtics, the Thunder, the Sixers, the Nets, the Bucks, the Suns, and the Bucks. So they see the Celtics and Bucks twice. So how do you really, can they really win a game? Like how many games are going to win out of that eight to get that, you know, to fight for that spot in order? And then on top of that, they got to play in a play in tournament.
0: Right. Cause you saw, you said that they have the Bucks and the Celtics twice. Like, out of eight games, and we seen like how they've been stacking up in Eastern Conference. That honestly, I feel like those are like two or three losses that they're already handed. They might get one of those games from one of them, but I don't see them winning all of those games. So that's almost like half of their games that you're you're assuming might be a loss. Then the other ones are kind of like toss ups, in my opinion. Because really, I mean, John Wall might come back, hopefully, fingers crossed. But outside of that, it's Bradley Beal and everyone else. And we've all seen so far this season. Brad really can't do it by himself, and that's the reason why they were in the position that they're in. But at least I'm glad they do get a fighting chance at least to um, make make their way into it.
2: I think the biggest question is uh, during this whole quarantine because NBA season stopped in the middle of March. Who comes back healthy, not healthy? John Wall's been out for two years. Nobody knows. So
1: that's true. Hey, for a second, he was starting to get a little chunky, too. And people were questioning exactly. him. Exactly. So, but I, th- I think he's going to come back. You know, I think he's going to come back uh, better than ever. Now that the quarantine hit, he probably had a lot more time to condition, get it back right. I think he'll come back nice, uh, nice and quick, the same Don Wall we know. And him and Bradley Bill will be, you know, that'll be a nice little one punch, one-two punch, my fault duo. Um I think it'll be way better this time around than it than it's been before cuz for some reason that chemistry hasn't been there necessarily uh just fully like it hasn't tapped in um like we know it really can cuz them two together can really just take off honestly. And then you know KD in Brooklyn um he actually just announced recently he's not he's not coming back for this you know for the rest of the season so that's some big news cuz with KD that'll shake up the whole league like for this playoffs like Shoot, they could be
0: a contender to really win the whole finals, honestly. Yeah, like so the the Brooklyn Nets are like a seventh seed, but that's only because they had Kyrie for what, I want to say less than half the season almost. And yeah, then yeah. they didn't have KD all season. Like had had KD played, Kyrie's was still a question mark regardless because of like he got injured like right before everything kind of kinda stopped. But if KD came back and played, They're not a seven seed with KD. So they I forget who I want to say they would play the Raptors. If that if things had like stayed the same. And so had they had KD came back, we saw what he was doing to the Raptors when Kawhi was there. So we see that if he was doing that in just a few minutes, if he's anywhere close to the same player, who knows how far they
2: would have went if KD ended up coming back. And their schedule. They have the Clippers, the Kings, the Wizards, the Celtics, the Magic, the Clippers again, the Magic again, and the Blazers. So Brooklyn's really, here again, out of those eight games, I only see them losing maybe three, maybe three of them. Because yeah. they're right. they probably get by the Celtics out of those two games. But the Clippers, I don't see it. A healthy Clippers team, I don't see
0: it. Nah, that's fast. So, That'd be tough. So personally for me I kind of like the whole setup that they have that they're allowing other teams to possibly have a chance like to fight for their spot um especially because having eight regular season games means that like players can play off a little bit of their rust I know for me personally like if I were to go out and play right now like I'd be super rusty so knowing that we all don't want to see, you know, LeBron or Kawhi come back and then they like mishandling the ball or other players like missing shots that they should make simply because like they haven't been playing in a while. But personally, in my opinion, I feel like the reason why they added so many Western Conference teams is because in reality, they all want to see Zion um, end up coming back, taking that eight spot seed, and then have Zion and LeBron and the Laker rejects versus the Lakers and that one eight <laughs> matchup in order to make it more interesting and have more people yeah. watch it on TV. Because we all know John ja Morant's great, but the Grizzlies without John ja Morant are irrelevant.
2: You know? But well, I I say it like this, John ja Morant is exciting to watch, man. Like granted, Zion, he dunks the ball. He, but outside of him scoring in the paint, what does Zion really do? John ja Morant is on both ends of the floor. He can play. I would rather watch John ja Morant in the playoffs. Because you you don't you never you you know you don't know what you can get out of him in the playoffs. Zion is like I know what I can get. I'm gonna get my 25. You know your 20 to 25 plus. But are we gonna win the Pelicans? Are you really gonna win the Grizzlies? They're like they have that swagger to them. Like against the Lakers, we think we can win against the Lakers. Maybe right. not the series, but maybe two three games. Right. The Pelicans it's kind of like like you said the rejects are like oh man it's LeBron. Can nobody check him? Blah blah blah. Nah, man. The, the, Pel- the Grizzlies, are, they, they like that. They, John Morant is an exciting guy. I think I have him for rookie of the year over Zion. But like you said, I think they wanted to see Zion in the playoffs. He's a market guy. They want him in the playoffs. That's a good
1: point. Now I agree. Because, uh, shoot, without Zion, the Pelicans have zero chance. But honestly, the Grizzlies, without uh, Ja, I mean, they would still be playing hard. So they might actually, they actually might be like a sleeper team, honestly regardless in the playoffs. Like they play with the chip on the shoulder, which I like. So uh, man, there's gonna be a high level of basketball. I'm just telling you that right now. And, and I don't know if the players are gonna be ready for this this high level of basketball this this soon after they're being rusty. It's gonna be quick and you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But honestly, I feel like there's no excuse because if you're a professional athlete, you should be in shape during these whole times. So you know what I'm saying? They should have programs to keep professional athletes in shape keep them doing sprints, uh, keep them at the gym, regardless, you know, where they might stand on the, uh, you know, the roster. I feel like they should be in shape, be engaged, be ready anytime. Because, hey, it's like, uh, you know, any job, I mean, you got to be ready to go at any time. You got to you gotta be ready, to get your mind right quick. You got to start. And so this is the same thing. to organization.
2: True. And the Grizzlies and Pelicans see each other twice. If the schedule pans out how they have it, they'll see each other twice during the regular that regular mm-hmm. season. Yeah. So, we, you never know. You never know. They might have to see each other in that playing game, too. That's true. So, it's a possibility they might see each other three times.
0: Yeah. So, in y'all's personal opinion, from everybody in the West Coast, so you have the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, the Blazers, the Suns. You have, who is the other team? Um, the Mavs. The Mavs. I think they're in the, the, the seventh seed, though. The Spurs. That's what it is. Oh, they're oh, talking about the teams. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: The so Kings, you have the Kings
0: and the Kings. So personally, who do y'all feel would end oh. up making that that eight spot and going against who we're assuming the Lakers in that playoff spot after the play in games and everything when it's set in stone?
2: I would say between the Grizzlies, if we're being completely honest, it would be between the Grizzlies. And I, I'm, I'm going to put my money on the Spurs.
0: On so the Spurs? I, would, I would,
2: yeah, I will, I will put Greg Popovich, man. He knows how to do teams with the playoffs when it comes down to it. I don't know. It's like Belichick and Brady. You can't bet against them. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. So you never know. I, I, but the Grizzlies for yeah. sure. I think the Grizzlies will be that team that gets into the playoffs.
1: I can see that. Uh, I'll tell you what, it, what, what team is not going to be. The Suns. <laughs> 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 remember what, remember what uh, Devin Booker said He was like uh, he, he was talking about Playing in 2K He was like No nah, I'm not going to play With my own team He said he's not even Going to play with the Suns Like if it came down To him betting his money And playing 2K online He said he's not even Playing with the Suns That
0: tells you something Right there <laughs> <laughs>
2: And I mean, he I, that, I that mean, contract, it makes man. sense.
0: <laughs> it makes sense. Also, I mean, it's two K. So you really, do you really want to play with your team? But you're with them twenty four seven. So it's like I'd rather play with another team in general. But also, if my if my team's not that great, no, I'm not gonna play with them. Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but in the same, Devin Booker signed a five year deal with them extension. It's how you set yourself up. You knew what you were signing up for. That's facts. Yeah, that's true. I would so, love to see Devin Booker outside of Phoenix, but
0: I don't. I would love to see that too. See him actually, you know, I feel like he'd be actually be playing for something rather than just like, you know, just making himself as like an all star stats or like, you know, uh, his own personal accolades. I feel like that's all he's really able to play for right now. Unless they get a bunch of people, like they're not getting free agents. So unless they draft some players and make them better, they're really not going anywhere from what we're seeing. But. No time, but A.J., so who is your pick on who's going to end up being that eight seed? Hmm,
1: that's tough. Honestly, I'm going to have to go with the Spurs. I'm going to have to go with the Spurs, too. Like, he, like you know, I agree 100%. Uh, Popovich, he has a, you know a real good way of finding, finding a way to win, <laughs> honestly. And so we've seen it. He's been there before. I don't see why they couldn't do it this year. It's so close. couple games off. He's been in this
0: predicament like I don't know how many times. So I think he, I think he's good. I think he's good for it. I can see that. However, I personally I don't see the Spurs making it. I understand that Popovich is a great coach, and with everything with the hiatus, you know, even though other teams are more talented, and Popovich and his coaching and uh, how how he's able to bring guys together, they might be able to pull off something and maybe make it to the playing game. But honestly, I don't see them making that ACs fight over all the others. The one that I see making is actually the Trailblazers because you have Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. They've actually, we've seen them actually like do pretty good in the playoffs, especially last year when they knocked off OKC, a OKC team that really should have been better, that had a little bit more high expectations for them and kind of fell um, from that. And the main reason why we feel like they failed is because they lost to the Trailblazers. And Damian Lillard is a bet. He knows what he's doing. They have Melo. They have a son White Side. Um, I think they're also getting Nurkic back um, from all this. I just feel like for them, they have much better like chemistry overall as a team. I know they didn't start off that great this year, but I just feel like overall they probably have the best chemistry and the best players overall from all of those teams like within like that eighth through like thirteenth. I feel like by them having the best players overall within that standing, they might end up being the one to make the eight seed. Now, once they get there and have to play the Lakers, maybe they win a game. I'm not sure, but I feel like out of all of them, they end up being the one that makes it.
2: And to your point, if the Travelers end up winning in, and I think they take the Lakers to at least six or seven. Being the fact you have a Emelo, you have C.J. McCollum, you have Dame. Those are three guys that you know can go, that can give you something. It's going to come down to their bench. In the day, mm-hmm. nobody—they they don't have nobody checking anything, Davis. We're just gonna call it nobody's checking LeBron. But here again with the Lakers, it's gonna be what other guys step up. In the day, it's gonna be about their other their supporting cats and who steps up. Now, do you think Mello is gonna be Mello when he gets back? We saw what Mello was doing, but Mello mm-hmm. is—he wasn't out. Is you know Melo is fat. He, he got big. Is Melo gonna be able to <laughs> is he gonna be in shape? Is the main question is Melo gonna be in shape when it comes down to
0: it. Yeah. I feel like Melo will still be at least a version of Melo we've seen from him this season. He's, he's not gonna be past Melo. We we you know that. But from what we've seen from him from this season, like he's already been in this grind of all right, I'm not in the league. I have to do my own workouts, I have to be in shape like on my own. Like I'm on my own as far as like whether or not I want to still be in the league and play. And so really outside of, you know, maybe being able to have like other trainers and stuff with him as often, this is almost no different for him. It's like, all right, I'm back on my own. I'm back to my own training. This is what I do. Like, he was probably, he was probably pulling out hoodie Melo during the quarantine, you know what I'm saying? He just couldn't play against other people. So I feel like Mello, especially being that he's been in the league for this long and like knowing that like, all right, if we come back, like, we got to do something in order to make um, make a run. I feel like Melo is probably going to be straight. If out of all of them, I feel like Melo and Dame are going to be the main ones so, like you really don't have to worry about them. Everyone else on their team, there might be like question marks possibly. I feel like Hassan Whiteside might be the main one you might have to like as have as a question mark to see. Them, like, all right, is you are you mentally going to be there for for all this because of everything that's going on? Like, are you still going to be in shape? Things like that, because. It's not like Hassan Whiteside's a skinny dude.
2: Like I, he, he a little thicker also. So yeah. he's going to be one that stays in shape. And, and like you said, I mean, they go back. They report down to Orlando on the twenty-first of June. Actually, no, they go to Orlando on the seventh of July, and then they begin playing on the thirty-first. So it's really you got you got about a month. If you're not in shape now, you kind of have a month to kind of try to get yourself back into it. They opened Mm -hmm. up the facilities and stuff for individual workouts. But, I mean, we know the Lakers are working out. It's Come on, LeBron is not going to let his guys fail because he knows. I personally, I see the Lakers going to the finals. I think they have a lot to ride on. If they lose, it's going to be a lot on them. You know, him and AD, Mm -hmm. the Kobe situation. It's going to be a lot on the Lakers, Mm -hmm. whether they win it or not. Everybody's going to bring up, oh, they got to do this for Kobe. You know, him and AD didn't work out or whatever the case is gonna be, they're gonna it's gonna be a lot more slack on them than the Clippers, in my opinion.
1: No, I agree. Back to like Chris's point, man. I wouldn't be mad to see the, the Blazers at all. But like you said, man, L.O., he's been he been working out, he's been working out his his kid. You know, he he that's something he does all the time. But you know, I think they'll get thraxed by the Lakers, honestly. Uh I think that'll be a good performance. I think it'd be a good performance by Dane and um, CJ and Mello. but you know that's all. You, and uh, White side be questionable, but I don't think there'll be enough for it at the end of the day. Um, it kind of is actually disappointing at the end of the day as well because when, when's the last time they made it past the second round? Cause I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're right. Because it's always always something that's stopping them from you know getting over that threshold. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see, honestly. But. I really want the Lakers to win. This is the first time I actually want the Lakers to go as far as uh, the finals and actually, you know, do it for a bigger cause and purpose. I mean, I was a Kobe fan, but I was never, like, you know, a huge Lakers fan. But this year, I actually want want to see them win. I'm a Mavericks fan, I'm saying that. But in honor of Kobe, I want to see them win. I want to see them win. So if they don't, man, I'm going I'm to feel bad for
2: them. And I, th- I think that's everybody in the NBA as a whole, whether you're a fan of, your team's not in the playoffs or one of your, your team's not one of the 22 teams, you kind of want the Lakers to go based off all of the Kobe's. Like, everything that's going on that happened with Kobe. It's like, okay, the Lakers gotta win now. And we saw them, mm-hmm. the two games, they beat the Clippers and they beat the Bucks. So we know mm-hmm. what they're capable of doing. Now, here again, it's gonna be the same when they get back.
0: So that's the thing. You have everybody, essentially in the world, in the league, that want the Lakers to win Do you feel like that might be a little too much pressure on them in order to win, or do you feel like they're going to end up rising to the occasion because of the pressure of everything that's going on and why everybody wants to win?
2: I think a guy like LeBron is used to that pressure already. It's the new guys who haven't been in that position. The ADs. I mean, Danny Green Green is used to it. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, your Rondos are used to it. But you're talking (laughs) about guys who've never been in that position. Kyle Kuzma. Call the Pope. Caruso. Dwight Howard, yeah. kind of, but he's a vet now. These are young guys. You're talking about your young guys who haven't been in that position. Are they ready to step up? We don't know. We really don't know yet. But here, you got a leader in LeBron who can kind of groom you into that. So I, I believe in them. I have faith in them. Now, the East, I don't know. Uh, that's the question. Who do y'all have coming out the East?
0: K.J., mm-hmm. I'll let you go on that one. Uh
2: man. I want to say the Celtics, man.
1: I would, I would like to see the Celtics play. They always play at a high level. I know y'all saw uh, Jason Tatum poke on LeBron. Like, you know what I'm saying? They, mm. they rose up to the occasion when it mattered the most. And so seeing the Celtics versus Lakers, that's I think that's what everyone wants to see, honestly, on paper. That's just like a whole throwback between the, the classic rivalry that people can remember since the beginning of you know time, honestly. And then even like this whole Jordan documentary, it's like, you know, it's kind of
0: rekindling the whole throwback thing. So I think it'd be kind of cool.
2: Go ahead, Chris.
0: Now, personally, I want the Celtics to make it because I'm actually a Tatum fan. I've been a fan of him since he was at Duke. Just like his game, because I, I always felt like he had a smooth game. and knew I knew that he was going to be like one of them guys is going to be good coming out like in his draft. So personally, I want the Celtics to make it. I just don't know if they're going to beat the Bucks, Like, mm-hmm. because even with everything going on, the Bucs were still the best team in the league based off of their record. And with Giannis debatably being the MVP this year, um, but it's really between him and LeBron, I feel like they they're finally getting to that point to where they were like, all right, last year they were supposed to make it. They ran to Kawhi. They were up 2-0 and then they lost the last four. I feel like that was probably like the defining moment for them saying that, all right, this has to be our year that we finally get over the hump. Forget all of the other stuff, like Kawhi left. Everyone else in the East is either on par or below us in, in actuality. So we have to end up actually coming out of the East this year and making a run for the finals. And I feel like before everything happened, this is going to be the year that they might end up doing it, especially because Giannis is finally starting to expand his game just a little bit. We see him shoot threes every now and then. Um, he's actually developing his shot a little bit more to where he's not completely one-dimensional like they made him seem to be like last year when they shut him down. So I feel like, if anything, this is this is their year to see whether or not they're actually going to be a championship-level team.
2: Um, I got the Celtics. I'm, I'm with AJ on this one. I got the Celtics only because, again, Jason Tatum, he, he is that guy. You saw what he did against the Lakers, even though they lost – Jesse Tatum is still that guy who can put up those points. Jalen Brown, um Kimber Walker, they have, they have great role guys. The, uh, the best thing about the Celtics they have a, they have role guys. Marcus Smart, mm-hmm. um, Wanamaker, they have guys they who can play. I'm going to hit yeah, the <laughs> they 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 have guys who can fill that role that the Bucks don't. Outside of Chris Middleton and Bledsoe, maybe Robin Lopez, Lopez brother. I don't see nobody else in G. Vincenzo, but they don't have guys that can go with the Celtics. Celtics have grit and here again like I said you put the ball in Jason Tatum man you know what he can do with it Giannis is like he's gonna force a lot and in the playoff time is he gonna step up to that pressure that the Celtics give him Mm -hmm. it'll be tough to see Um, the other sleeper team I have is gonna be the Sixers a lot of people they don't like them but I think Ben and Embiid can get something done probably not to the Eastern Conference Finals but I can see them giving the Bucks a chance
0: I would I would say my sleeper team would be the Miami Heat being because they I feel like if anything, they are a slightly less better version of the Celtics in the sense that like they have a lot of guys who can who can go, who are tough, who really like um have like a good like rotational players and all of them are, are pretty young. I feel like if they end up getting somebody else who is at least like of that same caliber of like a Jason Tatum or Kimber Walker or whoever then they, they'd probably be like in that same, that same threshold of like, all right, we can end up possibly being one of the top teams in the East and make a run for it. Sixers, I'm not sure because they, I feel like they've kind of like, they haven't lived expectations. They're almost, in my opinion, kind of like how OKC was. Like you have these expectations for them, they're just not living up to them, in my opinion. So I don't know if they get it done really because Joel and B really can't stay healthy for most of the time. So yeah. and he's he's a, he's really a big one to see. Like, are you in shape? Because we've seen you be sluggish during a regular season when nothing was going on. And so now with all of this going on, like, are you going to be in that in that same level of shape that you need to be in? Right,
2: that's true. That so true. Not... Another team would be the Raptors. Those are the Raptors. Oh, yeah. and they're defending NBA champs. I wouldn't write them off either. You got Seattle and Colorado. they pretty much got their whole team, except for Kawhi. Mm-hmm. But you never, you never, it's the East man, so it's kinda more easy to um, say who you can pick out of the East. The West is like, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know.
0: So then, after, so when it's all said and done, do y'all still feel that the Lakers will end up being the ones that end up getting the championship? Or do you feel another team might end up challenging them for that and may mess up their season dedicated to Kobe?
2: only team i can see is the clippers only team a healthy clippers team would be the only team i can see causing them not getting to the finals Mm -hmm. other than that i agree the Mm -hmm. bucks they can they can beat the bucks they can beat the celtics the clippers man (laughs) that's any any team out the west is really any team out the west kind of stop because you never know what what the west had
1: i agree Uh, i feel like the Clippers will be the, the biggest matchup, the hardest challenge for them the whole the whole way through. And in a way, that'll be their finals. And once that gets the finals, no one in the East can even compare, in my opinion. Because Milwaukee, I mean, shoot, Giannis, he, he doesn't have enough in his bag, I don't think. He, he they called him the straight line driver. I don't think he has enough in his bag. He's he's working on it, but it's it's a little too late right now with the Lakers level of play. And then on top of that, the Celtics, I think they're still trying to mold, find their identity. So I think they still have a couple more years to really uh, reach their pinnacle and really mm-hmm. get that shot for that, you know, that that real ring with this new court. Um, so I, w- I would say the Lakers really shouldn't leave the end of the season with a, with a championship ring in
0: honor of COVID.
1: Yeah, I feel like the Clippers oh, are dude. probably the only
0: team that's really, I would say that's it's in their way. They've kind of been in their way all year. Because every other team that they've gone against, you know they they beat most of all the other teams. They still have a losing record to the Clippers. They just beat them, uh, like right before like the season ended when they beat them, and then they beat the Bucks. And that was their one time being being able to say, "Aha, we got y'all." Every other time, the Clippers have beat them.
2: So and it's the way and they and the, you look at the past two games they lost to the Clippers. They were already up on the Clippers, and they just the first game for opening night the Clippers kind of they were up and then the Clippers jumped on them the second game the Lakers are up and they folded at the end of the game that third game it was kind of like oh no we're here like y'all are still the little brother of this town kind of thing and I think the Lakers are a team that most teams fear because of LeBron James and Andy Davis com- the combo but the Clippers I mean you got Paul George Kawhi Mantra's Harold Lou Will Shamit um, or Harkless They have guys That can match With the, the Lakers So uh, From one through five So it's, re- it's really A battle of. It's going to come down To coaching It's going to come down To your star players At the end of the day
0: I feel you So Lastly We just wanted to touch A little bit On the NBA draft So They're not going to Start the draft Until October Which is Very late Honestly like You already have Football season Going on during that time The finals aren't going to end till October. And so the draft process has really been really been like prolonged and extended, but also kind of like paused the entire time since college basketball ended. So really, I feel like if anything, like seeing how the draft and everything that comes with it, like the combine, the workouts and things like that, seeing how that works out. I'm kind of waiting to see how that's how that happens, because. Especially with everything going on with the whole COVID-19, I feel like it's gonna be hard. For all those kids who didn't really have a chance to to make their name during the season, you know, if you if you aren't an Obi Toppin, if you weren't an Anthony Edwards or a LaMelo Ball, you know, you needed those like senior, those like um senior showcases. You needed like those like workouts and like the draft combine and things like that to really show that like you didn't know about me then, but you know about me now. I don't know if they're gonna get those anymore. And so I feel like I really feel bad for those kids who really don't have that opportunity to showcase who they are now, Um, especially because I have guys that went to smaller schools who aren't, like, the top on the draft board. And just, like, from talking to my friend the other day, like, just two weeks ago, he was like, I don't know what's going to happen until things just released. So for them, I hate the fact that, like, things are happening the way they are right now as far as, like, going into the draft and trying to get drafted.
2: See, I think what I believe they'll do to send scouts out that's the only way it'll work like it's kind of like they'll either fly these guys in or they'll send these scouts out to watch them work out and evaluate them from there but other than that I don't see anything spectacular happening for these guys during the draft process like unless you're like you said unless you're a ball Anthony Edwards it's going to be kind of hard to tell yeah. who you are mm-hmm. like a uh, Kyra Lewis is like we know his name but what else can he do for us? We didn't get to see them in the tournament or anything. A lot mm-hmm. of guys were bank- they were banking on the tournament. Whether you were a sophomore, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, you were waiting on the tournament to showcase. Like, hey, I'm going to the draft. I'm, I deserve to be picked in a, one of the two rounds. Mm-hmm. So, it, like you said, it, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting to see, but at the same time, it's going to be kind of interesting to see how they fold it out. Yeah, yeah cause
1: let's let's just face the fact. Like uh, with all this stuff going on, the pandemic. You know, as a scout, you're gonna be very cautious on traveling and all these other things. You know, the NBA is still taking a lot of precaution during these times. So, if you don't think it's worth it, not saying any of these players that are on the you know borderline and haven't had as much exposure, not saying that they aren't worth it, but in the scout's eyes, it's gonna to be tougher for them, and it's gonna be a lot less you know likely that they'll be willing to travel as much and go to these public events. So they're gonna be like in very private gym-like areas anyways. So mm-hmm. I think it makes it a little bit tougher this year. And uh, man, I would just recommend everyone to keep grinding because at the end of the day you still don't know when your name's going to be called. So just keep grinding because this this is a tough situation for just everybody.
2: I think the only, one thing I would want to see, maybe like the idea, it's kind of what they're doing with the NBA. You fly out, your you know, you take a couple senior guys, you bring them into Orlando or whatever, or another location. Evaluate those guys through that? Or are you just basing off a game family highlights? What can you do in order to say, hey, we want this guy on our team this season. We want to sign him. Or do we send him straight to the G League or send him straight overseas? It's something we, everybody, like I said, everybody has the questions. Nobody knows but the NBA or what they're going to do.
0: Yeah. I I feel like it more than likely what's going to end up happening because honestly I feel like the draft is going to be slightly more of an afterthought um, from like everything that's going on so it's more than likely going to probably be like a lot of game film studying Um, they may or may not have a combine if they do I feel like they might use the Disney complex for that and then kind of go through the same procedure that they're going through right now with the NBA um, as far as like testing guys things like that but I don't see them having multiple like combines or events something like that it might just be a one time thing to be honest with you. So it's like, you don't have, you don't get invited to that. And if you can't get someone to fly out, like to see you, like for your workout, then it's like, or fly them into your, their facility, then it's tough. You know, I want, I want to shout out to my guys, you know, that are, that are going through this process right now. You know, my guy, Nathan Knight at William and Mary, um, John Petty, at Alabama, Kyra Lewis at Alabama, um, and then other guys that I know are just trying to play professionally in general. Uh, another guy, Andy Von Vliet at William Mary, Mary. Um, Tevin Mack at Clemson. You know, a bunch of guys. So I know they're trying to play professionally right now. And um, really probably going through like a tough time right now. Trying to make sure that they're getting ready for this process. When they really don't know what the process is going to be. You mm-hmm. know, so. But with that being said, we're going to wrap up the episode. Uh, I appreciate you, Nate, for coming on in here and talking with us. Um, And everything. And make sure y'all go and check this out. Um, And make sure you subscribe uh, to our podcast below. All right. Appreciate Appreciate you guys.
2: Appreciate you guys, man.